Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Bijou Podcasts. This is episode 97 of the Stacey June Show. Today is a guest chat and I have the wonderful neurotrainer, life purpose and calm consultant and my very own kinesiologist, Deborah Beers in. Hi friends, I'm Stace, the host of the Stacey June Show. Today is a interview episode where I have a very special guest, my very own kinesiologist Deborah Beers on the show and I will give you a little bit more info on what Deb does, how we met and the kind of work we've been doing together very soon. Um, wanted to check in with you, see how you're going. Hopefully you're staying grounded in the grind towards the end of the year. You know, we often try and really put those practices in place for ourselves but there's so much energy moving outside of our own protected sacred space that it is really easy to get swept away even Christmas I mean as much I love Christmas and I just really like the energy in the air but what comes with that energy is also a lot of intense energy so even though you might feel so excited and happy it's a really full-on place to start if it's like I don't know the 15th of November and you're starting that intense kind of excitement for another month and a half that is really separate to your normal life. It's it's kind of a bit of a head F, to be honest, um, but it is a nice time of year. I um, am really being quite affected by uh, the smoke, actually. Uh, we're in Sydney, as many of you would know. Um, the fires are quite horrific uh, all around us, all up in New South Wales and, um, and now even Victoria. Today, I looked and saw a crazy amount of risky areas through there, so... Um, but the smoke and the effect of this, the air quality in the city is just terrifying. I uh, was woken up this morning to Ben coming in and kissing me. Hello, he'd gone for a run and um, and he stunk like he was out the front, like sitting outside by a campfire. So, yeah, it's um, as a pregnant woman, it's been a bit challenging actually and I'm definitely feeling the unsettledness um, or just feeling very unsettled in the air. So today I had a bit of blurry vision and had to really take it easy in the heat. It's um, it's different. You, I, I'm being, I've been so lucky. I feel so agile. I still feel so myself in many ways um, and, you know, fit and kind of, I don't know, I just feel really good, but at the same time, there's just things that I suppose you would think you could usually do and be completely unaffected that is not the case when you're pregnant. Uh, So it's been really interesting to watch your body, listen to it and kind of you almost have to surrender and really give in. I had to change some of my work plans and and just really take it take it easy today. So that takes some getting used to for someone that likes to do things to the beat of their own drum, let me tell you. Um, I'm so excited that my Finding Your Intuition workshop is coming up December 8th. There are tickets available. Uh, the goodie bags are worth well over $300. There is crystal packs, mecha vouchers, um, wonderful jewellery. 
there are some essential oils like for perfume it's just such a beautiful collaboration of gifts that uh, beautiful minds and myself have put together of young independent Aussie businesses plus some of the big guns like Mecca um, to get behind an event if you haven't got any info or you're interested in finding out more of what the event is it really is a way for us to be able to physically feel our intuition and allow ourselves to go back to that place on the reg so we can de- we can determine the difference between our thoughts and mind uh, much easier so I do a guided meditation letting you know where that spark is and and give you that kind of physical sense that sometimes without you feel a bit confused because you doubt yourself you're not 100 percent sure is that me um, after the the workshop you will know if it's you because I'll teach you how to harness your own is that me and the answer to that um, you will walk away with that because the real person that can figure that out is yourself I've just got a few tips and tricks on how I learn how to trust my own and figure out uh, the difference between my thoughts and my gut for myself so I take you through a really big kind of journey that I did to discover it myself and how and what I did to get there. So it's all really practical. Um, we do a bit of meditation and then we have a break and the second half of the workshop is all built around uh, essentially building goals and dreams for yourself in 2020 that are not your thought-driven goals. They are your spirit friends, so your kind of little sparks that come up that are essentially little signs for you to follow. Um, so we we aren't looking at that real classic, you know, I want to save this much, I want to do this, which are all still great and important if that's where you're at. This is more about harnessing things that maybe you've put behind behind you or maybe you've locked into a closet or maybe you've, you know, you have wanted to save money and not been really sure how to go about it. Maybe you want to buy a house but you're scared to do it on your own. Maybe you want to change careers. I don't know what it is but it's about finding ways to get strength from our intuition, finding what our spark is, finding our inner difference and working from that place rather than too much thought and analysis. But that brings me to the intro of my wonderful guest today who has helped single-handedly change my life and has been a very big influential and integral part of me sculpting and creating the life that I choose for myself. I found Deb through a friend uh, that had lived in Coogee in Sydney at the same, before me. She said, you will love this woman. And I've always found Deb, I have a couple of kinesiologists I've seen. And the reason that I love Deb specifically is because she allows you to feel a real sense of control and a real sense of purpose and action in a lot of the spiritual work that we do that often feels very out of control. You don't have a lot of action and it's hard for you to feel like you've got any kind of, um, I don't know, any kind of choice in a lot of the things that we do when it comes to spiritual work. So whilst we do surrender and we do need to kind of let go in order for us to learn and evolve and and attract what we want, with Deb, there's, there's so many ways for us to also consciously let go of things that have have really held us back in the past and then move forward with a real clarity and confidence that she installs in her sessions. And that is through also, as she will say, the real tools that kinesiology as a modality gives you. Um, 
Deb also does some incredible uh, newsletters. So you would have heard some of the stuff, some of the uh, winter and summer solstice exercises that I've shared on my show that have come from her. So you might have heard her name before. And she does different courses and also sessions across the country. So you can find out more info from Deb um, or book in with her at debrabeers.com, D-E-B-O-R-A-H-B. Double E-R-S. Um, so the, the thing I like about Deb as well is, is that she kind of crafted her own, well, she did craft her own journey into this work. You know, she had to find find her groove from coming from a more corporate, uh, traditional, I suppose, day-to-day uh, job and living and then really had to follow her gut, follow the essence of where she was being led and do the work herself. So I think a lot of the practices that come out um, that she shares in this show and that she shares with me in our in our consults are because she's lived it herself. Um, but then there's also this beautiful spirit essence that she has that she shares that she's been seeing uh, since she was a little girl. She talks about fairies and different kinds of magical things. She often refers to my angels like they're actually sitting in the room with you. It's just really refreshing and nice, especially when you're a spiritual person that feels and sees those things. It's such a normal thing for her and such a confident place place for her to have discussions on, I guess, things that often people find a little bit uh, woo-woo or scary or, um, I don't know, they're hesitant to be confident in that. And she really is just so owning of of who she is and and the work that we all do as spiritual um, lightworkers. So it's um, this chat's really, really important for any of you that are wanting to figure out how to spiritually access the things that you want in 2020. And I ask her about this, like what's the point of New Year's Eve? What's the point of resolutions or kind of dream lists or things that we can, you know, aspire to? Is there any point? Is New Year's Eve a good time to do that? And how do we best go into a new year with this, I guess, openness and understanding of surrendering and really allowing our, I guess, our truth to come through in life, but by feeling you know, empowered and that you've got complete ownership and capacity for you to change your life or create the things that you want. And she talks about this a lot. She says that, you know, the thoughts are the key here. And she's a very big um, fan of Joe Dispenza. And she talks about how we really do have full potential to do and be anything we wish. So it's a really great episode leading in to the end of the year and into next year for us to really think about or listen to her about practical tips and tricks and steps that we can take to start to achieve the things that we want. Uh, So I hope you get out of this as much as I do and as as I did, but also as I do from her regularly Um, and let her know that you heard her here. She's active on Instagram and socials um, and you can find her and follow all of her gems at live life you're meant to. So L-I-V-E-L-I-F-E you are meant to. Deborah Beers is where you can find her. You can search Deborah Beers. It will come up as well. Um, and, yeah, she's a local, so she lives in a very in a similar area to me So and loves it just as much as I do. So it's really nice uh, to have her in my hood and in my energy often. Um, and she's just a really – She's just a really cool character and a really kind of kooky, spiritual, uh, strong, um, 
inspiring woman and I'm really, really glad that I got to include her in this year's collection of podcasts in my very first solo show and this particular collection of people that I've had on the show. I'm glad that we were able to get her. I think it's a perfect fit to move us into a new year and to really take control and have a bit of a a clarity around what we want to do moving forward in our lives. So please get your pen and paper ready. You'll need it for this one and um, and let us both know if you enjoyed it. I will uh, speak to you guys soon. Enjoy the chat. It's interesting to have you in my house because generally I'm at your place doing all kinds of special work. So it's a pleasure to have you in my studio today. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for asking me. Um, I specifically wanted to, to bring you in to talk about setting goals because I think that's something that I've definitely been able to benefit from what you've, you've given me over the past, goodness me, probably four or five years now. Um, and I do think that there is a craft to it in a way that is, it does live within us, but I think often we need to be shown how we can, I suppose, evoke the, th- the, the, I guess, the gifts that are in us to be able to achieve what we want. And we're recording this at, you know, mid-November, so I would like to kind of share this as we lead into the new year. But before we get to all of that stuff, I did want to ask you a little bit about um, kinesiology and how you have found... I guess your groove in that particular modality and that particular offering and, and what, a little bit about your story about how you landed where you are. Um, sounds like a great story. That's, that's all we're working with is stories. So we create the story of our life and I've created a career out of a story out of, our, of my life and helping you create your story. We, it's about listening to our inner truth. So I remember at 10 or 11 reading books like Power of Positive Thinking and How to Win Friends and Influence People, which were popular at the time, except that I was reading my grandfather's 1930s version of the book. And I loved the way that they changed... You change the way that you think, you change the way that you do life. Mm. And I was watching the experiences of people around me who would be getting upset about something and thinking, thinking, worrying and worrying, and then they'd get themselves sick. And I thought, well, the things... Why aren't doctors looking at this? Why aren't the um, professionals around us looking at things like this? So I got curiouser and curiouser. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, eventually found kinesiology. I was uh, trained as a school teacher and I was working with kids who were having learning difficulties and the gifted kids Mm. to help them to think out of who they are Mm. or who they thought they'd become. Mm. And in corporate, 15 years in corporate, I was watching people do the same thing, that Mm. they'd given themselves roles or stories in life and they thought that that's who they were. The more that we've, the longer I've been on the kinesiology trail, the science has picked up. So the neuroscience is proving what the kinesiologist had found back in the 1930s is that the way that we think about life is the way that we feel about life and then we have the energy or no energy to do life. Mm -hmm. So the kinesiology was just, um, I remember the first time I sat in a kinesiology workshop and it was like someone had opened the windows and the fresh air and the sunshine came through. And it feels as fresh as that now as it did 30 years ago. Oh, it's amazing. It's like that. this is my tool. These yes. are my these yeah. are the things. This is my, um, 
well, I don't know, like a, a painter has a paintbrush. This is the this yes. is the, the tool I'm going to use to do this work. Yes. Yeah, and fabulous. I just and I love it. I just I get more excited about it now than I did then because I see client after client who creates their own solutions and what we're doing with the kinesiology is using those tools to let go of the limiting beliefs, the mm-hmm. fears, um, letting go of the recorrecting uh, meridian pathways, um, helping to change the way that we think and change the way that we feel so that people have more energy. And when we get rid of the stress, you can see your vision more clearly. Right. So New Year's Eve is a funny one because yes. there's a you know there's different types of New Year's Eve or there's different types of New Year depending on who you are, where you live, and what you believe. Surely, surely. <laughs> um, do you think that it is worthwhile people setting goals for themselves uh, when they move into a say the thirty first of December, sure. which is what the Western world sees as a New Year? Well, it's, it's uh, starts now. Because we're three months out, so the and the way that the brain works around time is the three months before and the three months after. They say that about conception too. Yes. Anyone that says, "Okay, I'm going to start today from trying," you were starting to try for maybe maybe three or four months ago. That's so right. it's the same thing as birth. You yeah. know, trying to birth something. Yeah. And you're, you're starting to change habits, and you're starting to change, let go of the old ways of doing things and the old ways of thinking of things. Because if you're creating something new, you need to let go of the old, and that's what we're already doing. People are doing a great deal of pain and discomfort and confusion at the moment. And the confusion is great because it means that the new is closer Mm -hmm. because it has Mm -hmm. to be something that you've never done before. Mm. Mm -hmm. And we did that going to school. We had to learn to tie shoelaces or dress ourselves properly or to behave in a different way when we started school. And this is a new level of that. I think that's a really good point because I think, and I've spoken about this with some of the client, um, my coaching clients this year is about just taking on messages of what we've labeled as negative or bad or scary as just as important as the positive ones. Often we have a great positive sign. It's like, oh, it's my grandma or it's my, my, you know, my animal sign coming through. How amazing. And then we'll have this awful dinner and we'll feel so affected by it, but we won't, we won't take the message from what that feeling was and we only take them for the positive so I think the confusing whilst I don't want to put it under a negative banner a lot of people do it's important to take the banners away and see everything as kind of an an opportunity to make a shift if there's something that's making you feel a bit uncomfy yeah which is, you know, the, used to, <laughs> it used to annoy me that ang- people would put anger in the bad basket. Yeah. Anger a, a, is a primal response. Well, it's, it's so important to move shit, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And unless we acknowledge our emotions and honour them, then we're going to be really constipated. We'll become mm. <laughs> emotionally. And, fi- and physically and, sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and um, mentally it stops the way that we're thinking straight mm. because it becomes filtered through our emotions. Mm. So everything that we can do to release, to let go, and it doesn't have to be a major cathartic thing. Mm. It's just an acknowledgement of, okay, I'm feeling really angry here. Show me why. Mm. Help Mm. me to step beyond this. Give me the solution. Mm. You know, that worry that goes, and especially anxiety and worry, is all based in fear, and it goes on a loop in your head. So does anger. Mm. And when it gets stuck on that loop, we feel that that's who we are. We define ourselves by I'm feeling angry or I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling confused. Yeah, and I find that really hard. I find it really – I feel bad for people that are really close to that other voice that might be a spirit or something bigger than us or something – 
that you know even an inner voice yes. that people are locked off to because if you you don't have that as an offering then you will stay stuck in that loop because you aren't able to ask anything else apart yes. from your mind yes so it is important i think to then take all of these tips but also be aware that without some form of conversation with something other than your brain yes. it's going to be very difficult for you to be able to get the answers you need yes mm. yeah Mm-mm. Unless you decide that you're God and that you know everything, <laughs> Which, I've got a friend like that. He's like, I'm not going to go into details, but this week I'm like, how arrogant! I was like, how do you think you know the answer to this? None of us know the answers to barely anything. Yes, that's the whole, exactly. That's the that's the that's the trick. And that's that famous old quote: "The more I know, the more I realise, mm. the less I know." Mm, that's so true. And when you hit mid thirties, that's that becomes it begins yeah, for you to yeah. understand. <laughs> so we're constantly looking for resources if we're looking for solutions. Mm. So, and kinesiology is one of those resources. You know, any kind of therapy is that kind of resource. Mm. You're looking for good quality resources that are working in line with your values, mm. so that you can grow into being the person that you're meant to be doing. Which is what I help people to do: is actually living the life that you're meant to, that is meaningful for you, and that you came in to learn. Mm. Mm. So that. Deb is my teacher of values. So now the work that I teach on values when it comes to dating is the original first session talking about how I'm going to meet someone. The conversations were with Deb from the beginning. So I just need to pay credit (laughs) where credit's due here um, because you're a very big believer in values and, and I believe that really understanding you know, getting to know those within yourself and then feeling that you are able to then have almost like a, a measuring system of values to gauge the way you live your life, whether that's with work or with a potential partner or with, I don't know, the things you want to do on your weekend. Are they setting up um, alignment with your own value base? And I, th- it's, it's such incredibly important things to consider. So I thank you for that. But you took the learning <laughs> and lived it. Um, with the goals, with the goals and, and moving into that early three months, so say maybe from, say, October, if you're working on a, a Western calendar, you know, what are the kind of things that you can do to begin that process? And, 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 and what should we be looking at working on towards as we move towards the end of the year? Um, the first step is actually finding your space of calm. Because if you're making goals based on stress and fear, then you'll create more stress and more fear moving forward. And that just creates more uh, anxiety and more sadness and then more self-flagellation, whipping yourself because you're not getting to where you want to go as quickly as you want to go. Which is where I think a lot of people may begin because they're like, ah, it's a new year now. I I, I didn't do this. Now I need to find a way to do this. Yeah, right. And they set goals based on their head and what's sensible because somebody said that this is the way that you're supposed to be doing life and you need to tick the boxes and you need to do the things and gather the things in life that, that the world tells you. When you go within, you actually find, and I'll explain what that means in a second, um, that you're actually finding your own vision of life. And once you do that and you fall in love with it, it becomes a vision and a strategy, which is foresight. Everyone thinks it's ooga booga, woo woo Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. It's actually connecting to your own vision of what life is. Everybody's done it. If you've planned a holiday ever... You've imagined yourself lying on a beach or drinking that cocktail or dancing Mm. until midnight or going to that workshop or making wonderful food in Tuscany Mm -mm. or trekking through Nepal. You've had to envisage yourself doing it because the brain 
knows no difference between imagination and reality. Mm. So once you've imagined that you're doing it, then you get curious enough and curious enough because you've fallen in love with it to actually do something about it. Mm. And then you start to discover, okay, if I'm going to do this trek, I have to start training now because mm-hmm. getting up there and wondering how to climb Kilimanjaro just isn't going to work. Yeah, I'm going to have to change the way that I eat. I'm going to change the way that I think because I can imagine myself up there, but I need to be thinking that that's what I can do. That is such a good analogy. I haven't heard of that analogy before and it's something everyone can relate to because every single person has imagined a holiday yes yes, that's the one thing that i think everybody can daydream about yeah and we we put so much joy and so much love and so much fun into it that it lightens it and with every time that we leave home especially with holidays we have learnings to collect there are people that you would never ever meet Mm -hmm. unless you were traveling there are experiences and learnings about yourself and your ability to become your true self when you're traveling Mm. so it's it it adds a whole spiritual level to the travel Mm -mm -mm. so to to adapt that into a goal setting it's it's about beginning with that visualization from a calm place yes So the easiest way to get calm is to actually put both hands underneath your belly button. And in Mm -hmm. Chinese medicine, they call it dantian and do some belly breathing. And regardless of whether you do yoga, Pilates, which all anchor themselves into belly breathing or any other kind of, you know, singers love the belly breath Mm -hmm. because it expands their diaphragm and they can hold their note for longer mm-hmm. actors the same resonance changes and when the resonance changes it means that our energy within ourselves changes and we begin to lift ourselves up at the same time as becoming very centered and grounded mm. um, part of the reason why i studied kinesiology was because i was um seeing fairies at the bottom of the garden when i was a kid and because the i would visual see, the visual yes yeah, so i would actually see them right. and i'd be sitting down there talking to them um <laughs> as a i was um in hr and recruitment and I would actually see people's light and I would match their light within with the company or the people that were the were within the company. When I was teaching, I was doing the same thing and helping people to reach up to that note above themselves mm-hmm. so that they could actually become who it is that they wanted to become. So when we're doing this, we're actually bringing ourselves into who we truly are. And the breath helps us get comfortable with it. It helps us birth. Mm. It helps us to die. It helps us in every stage in every experience of creation Mm. um, uh, throughout our life. And I think it's really important to get into that headspace if you are thinking about beginning a little bit more of a, I don't want to use the word control, but I suppose an involved um, plan for your life, um, is that birth is very much how, you know, birth of a child is very much how you should start to see the birth of your ideas or the birth of your life or the birth of doesn't, yeah, it is really similar. When I started Thinker Girl and and then later the Thinker Girls, we would, I would really naturally refer to it as a baby and it was and it's because the energy as I learnt over many years of studying myself yes <laughs> um, I was able to see that it was coming from the same physical place it was coming from um, a very similar essence I suppose so if you aren't in that place where pregnancy is something that's happened to you or is is going to happen to you um, in the near future it's really important you still see these types of uh, dreams as your own births because it's a nice easy way for you to I don't know shift your glance a little bit as opposed to this analytical list goal I must achieve perspective well the great thing about connecting to it 
like connecting to bub or connecting to the joy that uh or your breath like yes yeah, the yeah. breath um is that it helps you to center in that space mm-hmm. and to draw focus on the emotion behind it and it's the emotion that's the power pack everybody does this goal setting idea and i love the expression goal getting mm-hmm. and goal getting means that it draws it towards you because you've fallen in love with the image of lying on the beach or you've fallen in love with that house that you can imagine in your vision mm-hmm. not because everyone said it was time to buy a house mm-hmm. yes yes or yes. that you fall in love with your body is a temple because we abuse it all of the time. Why would you do that? And especially if you want other people to be celebrating it and, and, and adoring yourself as a temple, and <laughs> which I love the idea of, that <laughs> we need to do it from within. We mm. need to make sure that the housework is done within. So mm. that means that you're honouring every thought, that you, every choice is filtered through what it is that you want from life so if you want to have the energy and experience and exuberance to be able to create the goals you need to look after your body yeah right and that comes from the calm because every inflammation every illness now is a product of inflammation ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started I think it is really interesting when you start doing this work and I think a lot of you feel this and you definitely have gone on different transitions or I guess um, journeys if you're listening to my show and you're drawn to it. I know you, I see you is that you do get to a point where you go, okay, I, I've heard this Stace talk about the kinesiology, I'm going to give it a go or I'm going to do one of her courses or I'm going to go out and learn how to meditate. or, And then you get to this place where you go, oh, okay, now I need to look at how I feel all the time and the fact that maybe my work is causing me anxiety or maybe that friendship yeah. is not making me feel good. Yeah. And so I know that it can feel a little bit overwhelming and, and I just want to say that I acknowledge that and, and, it, and I, I see you, we all see you. It's not just because Deb and I have done the work and Deb teaches and, and is such a big leader in that work that anyone doesn't acknowledge or see that that's – it's not different for someone is my point is that, no. you know, you get to this point and it does feel a little bit like, okay, I have to keep digging here. I thought I was just going to go to a no. kinesiology session or I was going to just learn meditation for six weeks. The work does then present the next layer. And I think you've got to try and see that as opportunity as opposed to more work Yeah, uh, because it will get you closer to what you want. Because I, I see everybody as that light. And when they come in for the first session, I see layer after layer and layer of, um, you can imagine old clothes that no longer fit you Mm. or that are worn out or that no longer are appropriate for who you are moving forward. Mm. And as you remove layer after layer of that, you take a coat off, you take off the thing underneath it and the thing underneath it, I see you begin to glow. Mm. And that glow is who you are in your inner self. That's Mm. your true light. That's your internal love which means that even without trying, it starts to come through. 
We mm. do all this work, work, work. It's about letting go, letting go, letting go. Yeah. And yeah. the letting go, you know, I walk along Coogee Beach and I let go of all I imagine I'm taking off all these layers of clothes and that they hit the ground behind me mm. and go, they're gone. Mm. And then I'm getting lighter and lighter and clearer and clearer by the end of the walk. Mm. You could do that simply anywhere. Mm. Well, mm. I know you do it simply anywhere. Yeah. And it's a great way to look at it. And I think so much of the stuff that we talk about on this show and in this conversation is really about also just reach retraining the definition of work. It's like yes. work and, yes. you know, like it, that in fact it is a letting go process which is the process for you to gain, yes. if that makes sense. Well, so No, no, it's the perfect – I was thinking about it this morning. It's the joy of the declutter. Yes. So, you know, this this comes up at um, – there's a – we know all about Marie Kondo. Mm-hmm. Um, 30 years ago it was Denise Lynn who was absolutely – who is still absolutely gorgeous and still running her stuff which was very earth-based and very American Indian-based uh-huh. energy. Um, it's creating room. Yeah, that's what we're doing to bring in what it is that we want to do. But what <laughs> and our joy and our love for life, which means bringing in the perfect fella. There is no perfect fella because we're not perfect <laughs> either. It's really yeah. important to remember that. Yeah. It's actually finding the right person at the right time in the right way for you, or the right role at the right time yeah. in the right way for you, or the right home at the right time in yeah. the right way for you, or yeah. the right solution at the right time in the right way for you. So you repeat that as a mantra Mm. and then that starts to rewire the brain. Mm, mm, mm. And the decluttering is creating room for the good stuff. But what do we do? We go out and buy stuff and we Mm. think that, okay, it's a vacant space, I need to fill it Mm. with stuff that may not mean anything. You bring something in from your holiday overseas and then that reminds you about the joy and the learning and the experiences that you had when you were travelling. Yeah, you've got to feel it. It's like a, a, a beautiful girl offered to do our nursery and design it for us. Oh, and I said, oh, that's so lovely. I felt a little <laughs> bit overwhelmed at receiving it. Um, and she said, no, I changed my career because I listened to your show. It's what I want to do to give wow. back. Goosebumps. And I said, okay, um, I, okay, thank you. I don't want to organise my nursery to be honest (laughs) I have got I just want to birth this baby and concentrate on connecting with the baby but I said but I am not a person that can go into a shop and just buy shit you know I I have to feel it I'm okay with secondhand stuff you know and it's got to be pretty simple but have like exude kind of energy or color or vibe for this child and she just got it you know it's so it's possible to do it in any way you can have an interior designer and think I don't want it to you know these baby nurseries that look like I I don't know like a gray palette no offense if it's your thing it's your thing but it wasn't my thing because everything that comes into my home I have to feel I have to have some form of feeling with it. Yes. Um, and I think that's where we've really touched on with thinking about the goal setting is that if you aren't feeling it and you're then not also decluttering, I suppose, the things around you that are making you feel not great, then your foundation is a little bit off from the beginning. Yeah. Well, we're looking for what resonates. So people have got a lot of stuff, but they're feeling very empty. Mm. So when we look with what for what resonates with us, when we let go of the mental thoughts when we, that are negative, that are limiting, that are telling us that we're no good or that we're not enough, that's, that's where the kinesiology helps or any other form of therapy that works better for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so that it creates room for those sparks of light and those old memories and those, those uh, dreams that you had as a kid to come forth 
when you've let go of the stuff, when you've mm. decluttered, mm. because it create then starts to feel who you truly are. And that's what I love about the kinesiology process is, one, it's acknowledging and recognising what the thought patterns are or the emotional patterns. Most importantly, the brain then tells us who you are underneath all of yeah. that. So yeah. that that can then fill the space and you can be who you truly are. And it's interesting because it doesn't fill the space the same way as it does if you're picking and plucking from external no. factors. It doesn't feel as full. It feels different. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Okay, so we're in, uh, say, November, December, by the time anyone's listening to this, the suggestion is that you've got a little bit of time to think about decluttering, to think about how you can really get to a sense of your truth, so whether that's through meditation, whether that's through a nature walk, whether that's through journaling, what's on your mind so you can clear some yep. space and trying to get in touch with the things you'd like to achieve for 2020 or whatever you're moving forward towards um, that you feel. Yes. So where would we go from here? So you need to breathe. We, we all, Not just you. But yeah. we, everybody else has held, held their breath. Oh, how excitement. So, <laughs> um, so what would, imagine where you were 10 years ago, 2009, 2010. Okay. Let me do that for a second. Where? Whoa. Yeah. How much has wow. changed? How much, how has your feeling about life changed? <sighs> and how many experiences have you added to your life to help you to do that mm. and to grow and to evolve and to be who you are and to have created this beautiful life in that time period now imagine let's take this all of that experience you take integrating all of the new learnings you're letting go of the pain you're then stepping 10 years into the future and imagining how old you're going to be then so that's this is now so you're now. thinking about From 10, 10 years, years into the future, into the future yeah. now yeah and who is that person so some of the techniques I use help you to become best friends with your older, wiser self. Mm -hmm. So she then becomes the filter mm -hmm. for your choices moving forward because mm -hmm. she's the person who knows what it is that you're going to be up to. Yeah, think of her as like, I think of my inner, I call her my inner divine, um, as almost like the nana that you create for yourself <laughs> that is you. So it's trippy and hippie and I lean back into her a lot because I kind of see her as almost my catcher. Yeah. So I lean into her. Her energy, yeah. like kind of like she's got your back physically, but she's a real hoot. This woman, like, and she, yeah. <laughs> so I really imagined sometimes what she looks like. She's a free spirit, you know. In meditation, she'll be dancing. In meditation, she'll be telling me to knuckle down. She's just your nana that is built specifically for you. Can she can look however you want, whatever. Yes. But you can really have fun with that. Yeah, lots of fun, <laughs> and she's very cool. Yeah, mine <laughs> is pretty cool. Most importantly, she loves you like nobody else loves you. Yeah. Because she's a part of your divine self and she's been with you since the beginning of time. Mm. So part of your spiritual journey is to actually listen, learn to acknowledge her, listen to her, make her your best friend so that you're living a life that fills you up. Mm. So you can imagine what she's doing or what she's done in the next 10 years and start to write that. So the brain loves you loves it when you write things down because it validates it. Mm -hmm. So if you have stuff that going on a loop on your head, write it down and rip it up and it says, I'm acknowledged, 
I've been heard and now I can let that go just like the shopping list. Mm -hmm. With the good stuff, you write it down and you imagine yourself at this particular time. You can imagine yourself how old you are when you're trekking through Europe or when Mm -hmm. you're building a house or when Mm -hmm. you're creating a nature reserve for animals. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or um, orphaned orangutans, which I know somebody's done, and pandas and all sorts of things. Whatever it is that fills you up, imagine you're doing it already so that the neurology kicks in which is your brain and then the physicality starts to kick in because the neurology sends the messages to your muscles that say hey if I'm going to be doing this I need to get fitter or Mm. hey if I'm doing this Mm. I need to look after myself better so I've got the energy to be doing this Mm. Um, and that my thoughts are clearer yeah the emotion is what draws you to it the Dr. Joe Dispenza, the neuroscientist and epigeneticist, talks a, a beautiful line. It's one of my favourite lines. I woke up this morning and I stepped into my dream. <laughs> so he had all of this work that he'd done, all of this imagining he'd done, he then woke up and he stepped, he was walking down the street and saw the people that he thought he'd see and uh, talked to the people that he th- waved at people that he thought he'd see. Oh, and then he started so to take, take the calls and, and you know, walk through life because that's what you've done but you have to see it first yes and i think the Uh, nice thing you can feel it first because a lot of people have had a lot of lack of clarity even the most imaginative and the most intuitive people over the last couple of months have been blocked but the moment that you connect to it emotionally the emotion will draw you you'll know who it is that you love Mm. for the because it's that sense of knowing that's within you. Mm, and mm. then you can imagine it. You don't have to get stuck if you can't see it. Mm, mm, mm. Feel what it feels like or feel how you, feel how you want to feel. Yes. Yeah. yeah, right. What is it when you've got it? What is it when you're actually living in your dream? I think the nice thing about this part, like we'll call it step two, is is that it, in 10 years' time, it really gives you that space to lose any of the doubt or the anxiety around the reality or the likelihood of it happening. Yes. You really can play a little bit with it. You know, yeah. if I think if we look at maybe starting with, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe starting with one year, you're thinking, oh, well, there's no way I'm going to be able to save $20,000 in a year or there's no way I'm going to be able to just randomly meet someone this year, you know, and, and I don't agree with those things and yes. I'm not saying that you should believe that but I do think the 10 years is a great place to start because it allows you to play, it allows you to daydream, yeah. it allows yeah. you to feel like you did when you were a kid and you sat back and went, I want to be this when I grow up yes. and then you felt it and you dreamt it. Yes, I think that's, I like that about the 10 years because then you can kind of work backwards, right? Yeah. And uh, any time I've seen people do this, they actually do it a whole lot more quickly than they think. So Mm. the workshop I run, Living Life Passionately, we sit down and do five-year goals. By the time they come back to day two, which is a month later, mm-hmm. half of the goals are already done. Yeah, because so it can we've happen one much written it than, down, got yeah. rid of the stuff in the way, and then really attached to the emotion of how it's going to be. But it is, I think, it is that ten year or that space, yes. so people have the yeah. opportunity big. to breathe. We've and, forgotten yeah, to do big. Yeah, and as soon as you say, "Okay, what's your goal for 2020?" It's you. You get stilted and you get all kind of realistic and analytical, and yeah. you lose the sense to be. Able to daydream 
So now we've kind of thought about what the, the negative stuff that we've acknowledged and yep. burnt or kind yes. of ripped up and let go let and we've go. written that down and then we've felt and dreamt about who we are in 10 years, maybe written some of that down too if you all feel it, aligned to or you want must, everyone to write, must write it down. Okay, so write that all down and then what do we do? And Well, and write down how you're going to feel. Okay, yeah, yep. so all of those details yep. have all to of be included. Stuff. Then you need to sit back and go, okay, if I'm imagining I'm her, what has she learnt to do that? So if I want to write a book, I've never written a book, so I need to learn how to write a book. So mm. get curious about mm. how to do that. Mm. If you're going to Italy for six months or to live because you decided that the south of Italy or the south of France is a fabulous thing, mm-hmm. maybe you need to learn French or Italian. Mm. Maybe you need to know about the cooking or about um, food sensitivities <laughs> mm. <laughs> or, or about the customs. The gluten's different over there, I hear. <laughs> Very. <laughs> or about the habits and the customs. Um, if you're wanting to be a neuroscientist, then you need to learn neuroscience. If you, We think that who we are now is going to be immediately transplanted into mm. the future. I often see people who say, Deb, I just love my life. I love the way I'm doing it. Everybody else is getting in the way of that. So can you change them and everything else about life? But I don't want to change. And that's what we want. We want everything else to be done differently rather than realising that everything that we're bringing into our life and everybody in our life and everything that we're doing in life, we've created either by the habits and the way that they're thinking or the way that we're working through life. So so this who you have is, in your life and what you have in your life is your creation. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. And you can change that. Yeah. So how do you change it? You change the way that you think. And a thought, it's only a thought and thoughts can be changed. Mm. And if you're having difficulty with that, you find a professional to help you to do that. Yeah. So that might be a coach or mm. a mentor or a mm. kinesiologist or mm. any other kind of person that you're actually attracted to. It has to resonate with you. So when we're out there and we're doing, you're imagining all of this, knowing the brain knows no difference between imagination and reality, then you start to create the feeling in your body of this is the kind of person I am when I'm out there in France or China or sitting in my new home knowing that I'm so comfortable. Everybody's had that experience. If you've ever gone looking for homes, whether you've been renting or whether you've been buying, you can walk into a place and you go, oh, no, just not for me. Yeah, it's a feeling. Yeah, it's a sense of knowing. Yeah. So... Everything that you can do to strengthen that muscle of the strength of knowing means that you then make life a whole lot easier Mm. rather than filtering it through this is what this person says, this is what this person says, this is the way that I'm supposed to be doing things because of the way that I was raised or whatever. Mm. The whole gift of life is that you can create exactly what it is that you want to be doing. And that fills you, the bottom line is that it fills you up. Otherwise, you will continue to look and look and look and feel empty. I really look at it and have explained it through the Find Your Intuition work that I'm doing is that our brain is kind of like the actioner or the director, right? But in a movie, before you get to the director, you have the writer, you have the creator. And and you're, it's got, the director in your life is going to happen regardless of whether you give it a creation. Yep. So if you don't tap into feeling or into your gut or into your own desires, then your director is going to copy your friend or take advice from media or potentially do what mum and dad yep. told me to yep. do as a kid. And it starts to just become someone else's life yes. as opposed to your own. So it is really important with this 
feeling work, to be able to have some way with whichever way it is for you to be able to start creating and feeling and believing in all of the things that Deb's just explained because the director is working anyway. The brain and the mind is working regardless of if you want to um, give it a bit of a source to fuel. You know what I mean? It's going to find some other source regardless, probably from Instagram for a lot of you. Yes. And that's dangerous. Yeah. If it connects you to the feeling of what it is that you want, it may not be the image that you're looking at. But if it opens up the opportunity to say, hey, this is actually what I've been wanting to feel all of my life, how is it, where can I find that? Mm. And the moment you start to filter your experiences of life that life through that, then you start to ask the right questions, which is where is it? Does this give this to me? No. It will filter the people that you have in your life. It will it, it filter your dating experiences. It will filter your food choice experiences. Mm. Because you've got a different question. I love that. And I, I, it really comes back to the beginning of our conversation where you found where you land because you were curious. Yes. And I think that's such a beautiful thing to end this chat with but also to think about the next year is that if you can adopt a new level of curiosity about yourself and yes. your life and how you achieve things, then, oh, that's a juicy way to, to head into a new year, don't you reckon? Absolutely. And to fall in love with yourself mm. from the inside out. And everybody around you becomes a reflection of that. So you then create a life that you're loving, that you love the people that you're surrounding yourself with, you're loving the work that you do, you're loving who you are in your body and the life that you're creating. And that's actually what we're here to do. See, this is why I love it. <laughs> and now I've been able to share... Um, I will put all of the details for Deborah Beers, who's based in Sydney and travels across the country, sometimes the world, yes, yes. Um, in the show notes and um, and all the information that we've spoken about, if there's extra links or Joe Dispenza, or we'll put bits and pieces yes. in to give you yeah, some resources. Um, and just thanks for your time. Thank you. So much fun. <laughs> it's the best. We talk like this for I days. Know. This has been another Bijou Podcast production. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.